Merry Christmas everyone, it's the Christmas season and welcome back to another Christmas edition of the Relatable Stories podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on the tradition of giving gifts, materialism and my thoughts on charity. If this is your first time here, I share Relatable Stories every week on this podcast to help you never feel bored again. Make sure you subscribe to never miss out on future episodes and with that being said, let's get into today's episode. Since, 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 <laughs> uh, it's Christmas edition and I've, I've talked about materialism uh, mildly in my previous episode. I thought let's do a full-blown episode and give it a, its own uh, deserved segment. So let's begin with the story, of course, as we do here on our show, apparently. Let's talk about my history with materialism, right? The story that uh, drove me. Uh, many of you OG listeners who are listening to this episode know that uh, this is my second attempt at YouTube and podcasting, right? I've tried both of them uh, the, another time in the past as well, but I failed horribly, right? And it's, of course, it's uh, very, uh, uh, you know, like bound to happen, right? Who succeeds on the first try, right? Failures are inevitable. So let's talk about that, right? So when I started YouTube at my first time, right? I'm going to spare you the details, but I'm just going to give you the main points, what is very necessary to this story. I was very materialistic back then, right? I felt like equipment was everything, right? It, I felt like 90% of the work was done by the equipment and 10% of the equi- uh, work was done by the person itself, the individual. In that case, it was me. And again, when you're beginning, you're not going to have too much of equipment, right? You're just going to have your phone and some like your o- old rusty laptop or a desktop at home. And if you're, if you're not even that financially stable, you won't even have that, right? So again, nobody has that much equipment, right? And when you're looking at these YouTubers with 2 million, 10 million, 50 million, 100 million subscribers on YouTube, they're not going to be recording videos on their phone, right? They have worked for it. Their labor, the, the fruits of the labor have come into fruition. And now they are, they are living the lavish life, right? They worked hard. They upgraded the equipment along the way uh, and they invested into their business. And now they are where they are. Back then, I did not understand that. Completely materialistic, completely biased, completely egoistic, overconfident, all the negative traits, just slap them on me, right? So when I gave my attempt to uh, attempt a podcast, uh, YouTube back then, I was the same, materialistic. I did everything half-heartedly, you know, like I, I don't have equipment, I don't have equipment and all that, right? I didn't give it my full capacity. Always blamed equipment to be the key, right? That is the key to solution, right? Only if I have that 1080p videos, only if I have this, I have that, you know, I'll succeed, you know, I'll have the best quality, right? I didn't give it my full effort, as I just said. I was, I, I took the entire attempt lightly, right? I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll just do, I'll just slap these videos, you know, I'll just do this. Didn't do any SEO research and all that stuff. No proper tagging, no proper titles, no proper thumbnails, you know, no proper content. I, mean, I just like, nah, I mean, who knows? Like, just let this time pass away. I'll do everything when the equipment comes, which of course is a horrible strategy. Unless you give it your full and you work with best with what you got, there's no way of progressing forward, right? And I didn't focus on improving the actual videos and the vids, right? I was just like, you know, like taking it very lightly in short, right? And that definitely hurt me. I eventually lost interest and I finally came to my senses. And once I came to my senses, I realized that first of all, I was completely wrong in my mindset of being materialistic. And second thing I realized is that I was not even interested in what I was doing back then. So I completely quit quit it uh, for, those, for those two reasons. And now again, I'm here back, you know, like, you know, like, <laughs> okay, I'm back, you know, like just back resurrected you could say like redemption is the word i'm looking for yes i'm back redemption and this time the two realizations are with me right i'm going to take uh, one is i'm going to take it slowly i've understood my lesson i'm not materialistic i'm just working with the best with what i got and i'm completely happy and two i'm doing what i love right now compared to back then which i thought i was doing what i loved right so that is the mini story time that i had for you let's talk about materialism right as i said materialism the definition 
is a tendency to consider material possessions and physical comfort as more important than spiritual values right so uh, for in, in to give some examples is that a person who would value material things like your new shoes your new clothes cars money all these things more than the actual people or values or you know like doing good things to others right so that's one of the examples i feel the root cause of materialism is not knowing that the humble beginnings of great people right uh except for the rich people who are like uh, starting down from their rich ancestors and they continuing to be rich and uh, you know all that stuff a majority of the people who are successful right now all started from the bottom right the very 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 bottom and they built their way up right and we often nobody is looking at the struggles at the way back right nobody is in bothered about how many hours they didn't sleep or how many hours they worked right all we see right now is that they are at the top they are the throne living the lavish life and they are enjoying the fruits of the results and you know like whatever they did nobody is interested in what they did back then and that is the problem unless we are interested in how they struggled what they struggled how much they struggled we will never understand right because all of us now are not looking back them at their past and thinking i want to struggle like them we are looking at the result right the result and we i want to be like them and unless we know what they did to get there we will never be like them right that's the concept so that that's the thing materialism is like you directly admiring the result and what they have and i want that but you're completely ignoring the process which led to that output the struggles they faced during that time have now come into fruition thanks to where they are right they completely worked hard and you know like all that stuff materialism affected me personally in a very negative way i began comparing right like again as i said earlier in my story i comparing i started comparing myself to big big youtubers i did my task half heartedly didn't give them my full effort i forgot that everyone starts somewhere which is very very important right any no matter whom you are admiring right now who's your mentor whoever you look up to whatever the biggest in your field mine was youtube youtubers your podcasters your actors celebrities any singers dancers anyone anybody right just look at their past you know for youtube this is a very great thing right you can just go to a particular youtubers channel and press you know like uh, earlier published right or earliest published earliest right the oldest videos just look at the quality of the videos look at how awkward they are in front of the cameras and that would show how much they have progressed how to thousands of videos they have posted how much they have progressed right which is definitely not possible right now if you see the latest videos fully edited by the editors so much animations you know everything is classy 4k nobody started there right so that is the thing we need to look at the beginnings of everybody again you can still do research and you can find out the past of your favorite celebrities but youtube is another very famous example see but once i identified this and worked on it i could overcome the challenge of comparing myself to people who have been in this industry for far too long than i can imagine right now these youtubers right they are not i i i <laughs> am cutting myself off how 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 relatable is this <laughs> i'm not even letting myself speak how convenient so the thing is the of course like they progressed they started from somewhere but of course it didn't happen in one year two years right one of the biggest people in the industry almost 5 years plus or 10 years right 10 years we can't even imagine doing a thing for one year they are doing this thing for 10 years no wonder they are where they are right they are rightful leaders of their space the solution to all of this was to not compare and be aware while i try to do so awareness is key meaning every time i feel like i am not there where i want to be i want to be like him every single time you begin to compare with and have unrealistic expectations to where they are versus where you are you have to be aware okay i am doing this right now i don't want to do this i have to compare people who are at my level and what i can learn from them and how am i better than them right instead of comparing people who are way too higher than you and be aware right whenever you are trying to compare yourself bring yourself be self aware when you are doing that I learned a lesson through this that everyone came from somewhere and that with the required efforts I can get the desired results in given time. 
Now, since you're talking into ma- ma- talking about materialism, I thought like how to counter materialism and how to achieve like uh, true redemption. That is in the sense like you can overcome materialism by actually putting in the hard work. And how do you do the hard work? So let me tell you about this video I watched on YouTube, which I certainly don't remember the title or channel of. But basically, uh, what this video said was it. I I have watched thousands of videos on YouTube, right? Thousands of videos, tips, tricks, success, every single thing. You know, like the typical stereotypical things that you search on YouTube, right? I watched tons of videos, but then I just watched this one video, this one video on YouTube that completely blew my mind off. And after that, and he, the person in the video, the YouTuber, he completely made me understand. And if the person, if everybody watching that video, that we, what we are searching for, right? This next one tip that we will find after watching hundreds of videos that will completely change my life and our lives is nothing like it, right? He bro, he told me the one secret in that video that completely changed the way I think about work and the hard work and how. The reason why the successful people are top there and why we are down here that he completely made it. I don't know you're curious, Rylan. What is he? Th- I want. I want to know Rylan. I want to know, and I know you want to be successful and you want to know what they do, what you don't do. And let me tell you what that is. It is focus, right? They get into the flow state. Now, when I, see, it's it's. I mean, in short, what I'm talking about is the quality of work, right? So let me explain. The difference, uh, the difference between you and the successful people is efficiency of work. Not material tools and as in the all the gadgets and tech equipment they have. Not magical tips and tricks. No secrets. No shortcuts. That's why it's always quality over quantity. And now you're like, ah, I know I've heard this, but listen to me close, right? It's not over here. The toppers may study less time, but they get more done than you sitting the whole day studying, right? They have more quality than your quantity. Same with business, career, or any other activity for that matter. They give it their one hundred percent focus and don't let it wither away. They get too much work done in 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 short in highly focused intervals of time. Unlike us, who get highly distracted, be be you know like one of notifications on our phone, and we keep checking our phones every two seconds. How do you expect to get better at what you're doing if you're giving it your pathetic efforts, right? Give it your all. There's like there's no tomorrow. Remove all distractions and get completely lost into your work. It, it, it's simple, right? When we study or when we're doing some creative task or a complete work, like I'm scripting or something, right? When we are doing our work. And we are having our phones in the background, our PCs, and all our other distracting stuff, right? We are not able to do our work because our phone is constantly banging notifications for one, one like, one, one share, one, one this, and this unnecessary stuff. And basically, it we do in we, I assume in this uh, this uh, pathetic attempt of getting distracted and doing work simultaneously with all distractions around, we do twenty minutes worth of actual work in four hours or how many ever hours we put in, right? Basically, one tenth of that amount of work is actually accomplished. Because of a pathetic attempt. So, how do you do this? The most efficient way. In in short, basically, delete our distractions for that given period of time and get into the flow state and give it your all. Now, you must be asking, what is flow state, right? Some of you new new listeners. Let me explain. They get into the flow state, as I said, the successful people. In positive psychology, a flow state, also known as colloquially, as being in the zone, is is the mental state. in which a person performing some activity is fully immersed in the feeling of energized focus full involvement and enjoyment in the process of the activity super big definition but let me give you an example when i turn on the camera right now and begin to record my podcast i forget about the camera completely right when you when you record your youtube you of course need to be aware that there's a camera in front of you and you're speaking to it but i get into the flow state i completely forget about the camera right I get into the flow state. I'm completely immersed in my mind, in the and the story coming through my mouth. I'm at full capacity, numbed to all the distractions around me, and outputting maximum performance. 
I think you've seen me sweat a lot, right? Me just constantly wiping. One of the reasons, of course, is there's no ventilation around the room. All the fans, ACs is off because to maintain the audio quality, <laughs> preserve the audio quality. But two is because I'm in my flow state. I'm completely immersed in what I'm doing right now. I'm completely, my, all my senses are numb. I cannot hear a single thing except what I'm saying to the camera to you guys right now. Everything is numb. I'm in the outflow state. You can see how much I'm moving, how much I'm energetic and how much I'm into what I'm actually doing right now. Completely into it. <laughs> I get into the flow state while scripting my episodes as well, right? When I'm scripting these episodes, right? The script is what I'm reading from. So basically when I script my episodes as well, I'm into the flow state. I guess immersed while remembering the events of my past, uh, of my past, typing them onto the document while time flies by. Okay. Now, <laughs> and after the, all the scripting and stuff is done, I come back to reality, right? And once I come back to the reality, it's exactly uh, when I come back to reality is exactly around when the flow state is done, right? <laughs> I said it, said it the opposite way. When I finish my scripting, I mm, I come off the flow state. Okay, now everything is good and all, Rylan, but uh, how do I get into this so-called flow state, right? How do I do this? Let me explain. Or let me tell you rather. Choose work you love. Now, isn't that something you heard before? I do what I love what right now. Exactly. My podcast, right? Make, uh, recording these episodes and scripting is number one, what I love. So that's number one. Do, do The way to get into flow state is by doing what you love. If you cannot get into the flow state doing studies, assuming it's something you hate and you completely despise. Choose an important task, right? Now, you know, random chores and all. This is not an important task, right? So this is like the complete daily driver of my business, lifeblood and all that stuff, right? So this is very important to me, my uh, heart and you guys, the relatable story squad. So this is very important to me. Three, make sure it's challenging, but not too hard, right? So if you uh, make it too easy, of course, you'll get bored. But if you make it too hard, you of course won't end up doing it. So you have to keep it challenging and uh, not too hard. For me, I guess it isn't challenging. I don't know. I'm not too sure, but I would consider consider it as challenging. So that is the like metric, right? You don't want to keep it too easy or neither too hard. Find your quiet peak time, right? Now, when, when uh, this, this is uh, um, more... Uh, relevant to when I script. When I script, I'm completely off. Everything is in airplane mode. You know, I'm just focusing me in my script in front of me and my mind. And I'm into the flow state. I'm writing the words as they come out from my brain into my thumbs to the keyboard, to the screen. You're saying everything is very quiet. I hope you can't hear any noise. And I'm recording this episode, right? Find your quiet time and get, you don't want any distractions, right? Find your quiet is basically no distractions. And that brings me to the next point. That is clear away all distractions. The next point. Learn to focus on that task for as long as possible, right? Now, initially, when you're doing some uh, some work, your, your attention span and your focus is very low, right? So you, you easily give up or come out of the flow state and then come back to reality, right? And you won't be outputting maximum performance. But the more you practice, the longer you can stay in that and pr- output maximum performance. The second last one is enjoy yourself. Of course, I'm enjoying making these episodes. And unless you don't enjoy what you're doing, you won't do it, right? That's the complimentary to do what you love. And keep practicing, of course, of course, of course. The, when I keep making these episodes, keep skip, scripting these episodes, I keep practicing, right? Uh, with every, every, every time. It's a practice for me. Now, it's like I, I said, ho, 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 in the beginning on this episode. Let's talk about Christmas, right? My thoughts on Christmas. See, I was super materialistic back then, right? And for me, I was super attached to physical possessions. Like, as in, like, if people gave me gifts, right? I wanted gifts, I wanted toys and all that stuff, right? I was super materialistic. <laughs> you can see, I'm sweating. Anyways... Deep down, we all are a little bit materialistic. There's nothing wrong with that, as I said, right? Now, the thing is, it gets toxic when you value the person for the gifts they give you instead and think of them less if they don't gift you or like you think of them less as a person, right? Because like, think of, listen, 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 listen. 
I know now everybody's like, I'm not materialistic, I'm mature, I'm not this, I'm that. Let's go back to your past, right? When you were seven years old, you were a nine year old. Assume you are celebrating Christmas, okay? Uh, if you celebrate Christmas again, a lot of multicultural people are listening to this episode. Anyways, assuming you celebrate Christmas and it's the, you're giving gifts, right? Complimentary stuff. You're at your, uh, your gatherings, family gathering, and everybody's exchanging gifts. And your one relative gives you the gift you actually wanted versus another one gives you an envelope with money or some like some stalling gift like a book or a clothes or a t-shirt you are like and you start hating that relative you know like although their intention is good right nobody has bad intentions for you they love you with your heart but you're materialistic right you're like i love this toy this this auntie this uncle gave me this stuff i love this these, these uncles and aunties and you start hating them because they give see this is when it gets toxic this is exactly when it gets toxic right you you start valuing them for the gift they give instead of the the love they are giving you and the role they play in your life as a relative itself right and that's when it gets toxic it's totally not awkward saying Merry Christmas and all that stuff in the middle of the year when this episode is going to come halfway after the year. Anyways, okay, let's move ahead. Okay, thoughts on charity, right? Now, this is very, very entertaining. Now, you're like, what could you possibly say, Rylan, like, about charity, right? Because, like, you can sum- summarize charity in one word. Charity is good, right? I mean, seriously. Okay, no. Not judging anyone who doesn't do it, like, doesn't do charity. But just by donating some part of your income to someone in need to help make their lives 1% better is too good of a deal to miss out on, right? If you don't do charity, right? that's something to think about. I just think if I were in their position, I would definitely want people to be generous, right? If I'm in the uh, very financially unstable, poor as you call it, and I'm on the road begging or something, and people are passing by me, I would, and if I'm in that position, of course, now I'm, I'm talking with the people who don't donate, right? Or charity. They are like, why should I give to that person? But assume I was in that position and I'm, I have no nothing to eat, no clothes and I'm on the streets. I would definitely appreciate people to at least be a bit generous and give me something, right? Perspective, as they call it. Now, this will be my new thing on my channel now. <laughs> okay. Because I'm living very financially unstable and I would really appreciate some help. The last thing I'd want is for people to not help me. The thing with charities I find intriguing is that there are so many out there and all of them are important, right? Uh, level of importance differs uh, depending upon the cause but of course everything has its own importance right especially charities all for good causes right (laughs) nothing is for bad cause right Um, so the thing is some people ask me whether I should donate to all of them which is of course impossible (laughs) or which one should I donate to right which is a pretty fair question right if you're new to charity you've started earning money you want to do a generous stuff you want to give small portion of it to a charity right you want to do your charity and then the answer is simple to that question First, charity isn't compulsory at all. I'm not being offensive. I'm just being open-minded. Right? Nobody said if you don't donate to charity, don't donate to charity, you're going to be a sinner. You're going to be a criminal and all that stuff. Right? It's just being generous. Right? If you don't, it's fine and all. I'm just saying. Nobody said charity is compulsory. Right? Otherwise, every single person would be donating money out there. Okay, that being said, point number two. If you want to donate, you can, but do it to a cause that really touches you the most. Assume like you're just giving an example. Uh, st- uh, like animals, right? Animals. Uh, like animals, stray animals, right? stray animals, they have nobody and all that stuff. So there's a charity for that. Okay, and if that touches you more, then select some uh, some uh, some other disabled people. As an example, right? Whatever personally touches you most, that you feel like you will be the most happy when you give your money to these uh, this charity which helps animals, and that will bring you more happiness. Give it to that, then just giving it to a charity because a charity, charity, right? Okay, give to all, multiple, but just give it. So that's the question, right? Because giving to all is impossible and all that stuff. And nobody is judging anybody, right? Please don't judge anybody and how much money they give. It's personal preference and how much they can afford and how much they want to. Again, so basically to answer that question, give it to a cause that touches you the most in your heart, okay? 
three okay just three as well okay wow <laughs> research and find out where the money is going before giving shoving tons of money on random on a random website right sometimes you want a raise or you want a bonus or you're saving a lot of money and then you find this cause and you just donate like a huge sums of money to charity because you're feeling it generous sometimes there are tons of uh, scams and fake charities online and sometimes the money doesn't even reach the right places right because people running these charities also need some part of the thing right to maintain and handle the charity so make sure do some research again about where the money is going for <laughs> where are these coming from the thing is we all or at least most of us not stereotyping but we all give our money to the big and well known charities right nobody is giving to the charity local next door or this very small charity right we all are giving to these charities not stereotyping again these big big names you know like i don't remember any big charities names right now but we are giving to these big big names you know like big charities which have millions of people and all that stuff right but we often forget the local ones as i said we may we pay money for charities completely international to help a cause on the other side of the globe completely no problem but uh, where we can't even able to see first hand where our money is being used and how did it impact the person it got distributed to let me explain out of our houses in our locality we see plenty of poor people disabled people abandoned pets and so many other you know inappropriate and you know like un, uh, unstable things right which can be uh, raised causes for uh, you know like we could work on that instead of complaining about why doesn't someone do about this random uh, abandoned uh, animals outside my house or why are these poor people outside my house or why is this garbage over here or this plastic over here some other cause right instead of complaining in complaining to these complaining about these topics why not you take a part of that charity which you're giving to like the big name charities which is going on the next side of the globe right on another continent for another cause take that money or like put extra money to actual local charity in your area which is actually taking care of this stuff and then work on it right <laughs> it is so hypocritical that you're complaining about these i mean not stereotyping but i'm saying i know a lot of people right who give money to charity but they're giving to the wrong ones or the ones that is not appropriate to them or which is like not context contextually like uh, right for their time and place right i'm not saying any charity is bad or good or equally or not important right if you're bothered for more see if you're more bothered by this this uh, the this things going on around your house and locality why not shove that money from the international places to the actual local causes right and let me tell you you'll be like oh what about this big charity right first of all it's big so again people will get keep getting it and again your money is going to charity only second of all if everybody starts doing this again it's a foolproof method if everybody starts doing this right instead of sending it all across the globe everybody starts focusing on their area and their charities they can help improve their area right does that make sense your help is sending money across the globe to help improve another area no problem at all but what about your area what are these what about these causes around you who who is going to do anything about it right if you are giving to some other places right so everybody if they focus on their area and their locality and their local charities wouldn't everything be better right for everyone for themselves that kind of uh, phrase okay I, this method i feel would be very efficient uh, efficient and practical because everyone would care for their own area help it uh, hence it would develop uh, the area more efficiently okay submissions i watched you guys aka the relatable story squad a question about whether you do charity or not apparently it turns out all of you said yes so i i, I know relatable story squad is not liars of course it's not of course so i knew you guys the relatable story squad is very generous and thank you guys for leading a good example of course now let's tackle the question of the day hi ralin i wanted to ask you which is your favorite festival i mean if it still isn't obvious till now let me tell you it's christmas i mean i love everything about it the vibe the festival the traditions <laughs> #congruent 
and most importantly hanging out with my family and friends i just love the atmosphere how we all come together we celebrate as a family the tradition itself and all and all that stuff right and that's all i have <laughs> hold on and that's all i have for this episode